Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. I'm Leslie Marshall, and when I say we, Brad Bannon is my co-host here on the only true democracy in talk radio of for and by you, the people. Uh, and he joins us every Friday. He'll be with us this and next hour. Um, to uh, join us in this conversation. Brad, by the way, if you just tuned in or never listened to the show before, maybe not on a Friday, he runs Banded Communications Research. They're a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He recently acquired a position as a weekly blogger for EpicTimes.com. Formerly, he wrote for U.S. News & World Report. He also teaches as a lecturer in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. More than a pleasure to have my partner, co-host every Friday, Brad Bannon. Hey, Brad, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, I'm ready to rock. I am too. Now, I think we don't have enough time um, to uh, talk uh, about and uh, listen to. Guys, how much we can? Okay. I want you guys to listen, everybody to listen to four minutes of Hillary Clinton ripping Donald Trump to shreds yesterday. Take a listen. We'll take a break. Talk about it. Brad and I am with you right after this. Like many across our country and around the world, I believe the person the Republicans have nominated for president cannot do the job. (laughs) Donald Trump's ideas aren't just different. They are dangerously incoherent. They're not even really ideas, just a series of bizarre rants, personal feuds, and outright lies. He is not just unprepared. He is temperamentally unfit to hold an office that requires knowledge, stability, and immense responsibility. This is not someone who should ever have the nuclear codes, because it's not hard to imagine Donald Trump leading us into a war just because somebody got under his very thin skin. He has said that he would order our military to carry out torture and the murder of civilians who are related to suspected terrorists, even though those are war crimes. He also said, I know more about ISIS than the generals do. Believe me. You know what? I don't believe him. He says climate change is a hoax invented by the Chinese. He says he has foreign policy experience because he ran the Miss Universe pageant in Russia. Donald Trump says we shouldn't have done the deal. We should have walked away. But that would have meant no more global sanctions and Iran resuming their nuclear program and the world blaming us. So then what? War? 
telling the world, good luck, you deal with Iran? Of course, Trump doesn't have answers to those questions. Donald Trump doesn't know the first thing about Iran or its nuclear program. Ask him. It'll become very clear very quickly. It takes a real plan, real experience, and real leadership. Donald Trump lacks all three. Now, I will leave it to the psychiatrist to explain his affection for tyrants. I just wonder how anyone could be so wrong about who America's real friends are. Because it matters. If you don't know exactly who you're dealing with, men like Putin will eat your lunch. It's no small thing when he calls Mexican immigrants rapists and murderers. We're lucky to have two friendly neighbors on our land borders. Why would he want to make one of them an enemy? And he said this about a war between Japan and North Korea, and I quote, if they do, they do. Good luck. Enjoy yourself, folks. I wonder if he even realizes he's talking about nuclear war. His economic plans would add more than 30 trillion, that's trillion with a T, 30 trillion dollars to our national debt over the next 20 years. He has no ideas on education, no ideas on innovation. He has a lot of ideas about who to blame, but no clue about what to do. During the raid to kill bin Laden, when every second counted, our SEALs took the time to move the women and children in the compound to safety. Donald Trump may not get it, but that's what honor looks like. What do you think was Hillary Clinton's goal yesterday, and did she achieve it? was the central point, and I think she achieved it, is that Donald Trump does not have the temperament to be a good president. Uh, I think that's going to be the theme of Hillary's fall campaign, so we're going to hear a lot more about that. But uh, many voters are concerned about national security, and those voters are much more comfortable with Hillary uh, in the White House than Trump is. Do you think that she gained any supporters, undecided people, even Trump supporters or Bernie supporters, yesterday with this very strong speech? Yeah, my guess is she did. I think that's the best way to describe it. It was a very strong, forceful speech, uh, and that matches the policy area because voters want uh, a you know a strong, forceful commander in chief. Okay, and let's take a. We'll take. A, we're going to take a break. We'll get back to that, and you and I will talk. But I want to hear from our callers as well, our listeners. Pick up the phone and join me. What did you think of Hillary's speech? And was there anybody out there that said, "Oh my God, that's our next president. I'm going to vote for her." Eight eight eight. Leslie Marshall, he's Brad Bannon, and we are talking about, as the Daily Cause entitled the day after her speech, Hillary Clinton guts Donald Trump, cuts remains into cubes, tosses what's left in trash. Brad Bannon is co-hosting this and next hour with me. Brad, is that an accurate assessment? Oh, yeah, very much so. Uh, It was a forceful, strong speech. You know, it it really, you know, the speech she gave yesterday really is in her wheelhouse. Uh, First of all, I saw, I was looking at a national poll that was done by NBC News and came out last week. There are almost as many voters concerned about national security uh, as there are the economy. And if you look at the voters,
who are concerned about the economy, it's pretty much even uh, they're as likely to vote for Trump or Clinton. But if you look at the voters who are concerned about national security, Hillary has a two-to-one advantage over Trump. So she really played to her strong suit uh, yesterday, and I think she did it very well. And I just think and hope there's going to, we're going to hear a lot more of that during the fall. You know, it bothered me, too, because we are supposed to be Democrats. Um, Bernie Sanders, and, and instead of agreeing with Hillary, because I think he's even said either one of us would be better than a Republican or any of those Republicans, and certainly Donald Trump, um, he attacked her for her Iraq vote after her foreign policy speech. Um, necessary to do because he's still uh, in competition and an opponent, or totally unnecessary because he there's no way, even if he wins California, he will not be the nominee. Uh, totally unnecessary. Uh, he is not going to be the nominee, even if he wins in California. And so every time he beats up Hillary at this point, it's simply to give an advantage to Donald Trump. And Sanders better be careful because he has uh, a he has run a really good campaign, uh, raised a lot of important issues, but now he's on the way down, and in, and his resume will read if he's not careful, help elect Donald Trump uh, as president. Okay, uh, and it's um, is it true that Bernie Sanders released uh, his 2014 tax returns over the weekend? Uh, I did not hear about that. Uh, if I that surprises me because if he did, I would think there have been the Sanders campaign would have made a much better, bigger deal of it. So I don't know. I didn't hear about it, and if I didn't hear about it, that means most voters didn't hear about it, which means they didn't do a very good job unveiling it. Okay, let's take some calls. I want to hear from you. If you listened to Hillary Clinton's speech or saw it or whatever, I want I want your honest opinion of the speech. And do you think that she gained any support, perhaps uh, yours? We're going to hear Donald Trump's response or a piece of his response a bit later. Uh, let's go to Albuquerque, line two, listening on KABQ Radio. Stephen joins us. Stephen, good afternoon. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, how are you doing today? Not too bad. And just got back from a uh, meeting with uh, Dems and uh, uh, kind of a split board. But the big thing that we're looking at is still that uh, Bernie beats Hillary by 10 percentage points with regards to going up against Trump. So if we're looking at a candidate for the long term, uh, who's actually the stronger one against Trump? versus a two-point advantage. I think that maybe she got a little bit of, of an uptick with regards to this particular speech, but then again, when Trump goes after his, her uh, back uh, with regards to the negotiations with the Russians on the uranium deal, the negotiations with uh, the Saudis on the uh, planes that have now been used to decimate civilian areas in Yemen, it's not going to go and look well. So, All right, well, I, w- I would like to it, respond to that. I'd like to respond to some of what you said, and Brad, I want you to as well. Um, From my perspective, I don't think we can put weight in the polls, whether they are in favor of Bernie or in favor of Hillary. And I don't need to just say that I feel that way. I think Indiana and Michigan are clear examples. Bernie Sanders was supposed to lose by double digits. Hillary win by double digits. That didn't happen. 
Um, you also have to look at the polling methodology for some of those polls. Uh, the polls that are largely done with cell phones and uh, computers are going to favor Bernie Sanders because his base, the majority of his base, are millennials, uh, and that's the way that they would communicate and be polled, uh, just like somebody calling a home phone. Uh, is going to be more apt to get an older segment of the population or somebody that's home and has a, a you know is using still a home phone and not a cell phone uh, necessarily and that's going to poll and skew differently um, as far as the polls go that's one of you know one of the problems that I have with the polls but polls aside I don't believe that Bernie Sanders would have an easier time beating Donald Trump specifically when you look at the breakdown of the American voter what they want and, and what they want done about it. Example, the majority, unfortunately, over 60% of Americans are comfortable with that ban on Muslims. A number of people want our borders secure. Some are even okay building a wall, even if they know it's ludicrous that Mexico would pay for it and, they ne- and that Mexico never will. When you look at the latest polls, they look at, they don't believe Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton will come through with any of their campaign promises. Nobody believes nowadays that candidates will. They know it's a platform, and they say things they use to get votes. But back to that, Bernie Sanders would have an easier time voting for Donald Trump. Let's just pick one example, okay? Let's say that Mm -hmm. you're uncomfortable with immigration. You feel that, right or wrong, okay, an individual, a voter, feels that immigration hurts our economy, and contributes to our crime rate, violent crime rate, and that makes people fearful, fiscally and physically. Okay? You're not mm-hmm. going to say, I don't like Donald Trump, okay? And I'm a Republican. So I'm going well, to I go over the more moderate middle of the road person, because Hillary will move to the middle in November, we all know that. And then over well, to the, the far left to the over to the far oh. left to the socialist democrat that's to the left of her on almost every issue, it's just too far no, a jump. Not. Just too far a jump. But Brad, I want, I want you to respond. I don't then, think it's... Well, well in terms of the polls, uh, there's a good reason. Uh, well, first of all, they're completely irrelevant uh, because Bernie Sanders is not going to be the nominee. Even if he wins California by 10 points, he'll be still 600 delegates behind Hillary Clinton. And the superdelegates know this, but they're going to vote for her anyway. Uh, Second of all, there's a good reason why Bernie does better than Hillary Clinton does. Because every day, Donald Trump is attacking Hillary Clinton. He barely ever mentions Bernie Sanders' name. Occasionally he will, but rarely. And so you got Bernie Sanders beating up on Hillary Clinton. You got Donald Trump beating up on Donald uh, on Hillary Clinton. And you know Bernie is just sort of standing on the side, uh, enjoying the back and forth because it is hurting Hillary Clinton. Not enough to deny her the nomination, uh, but maybe enough uh, to uh, put Donald Trump in the White House. Uh, you know, get, don't get me wrong. I admire Bernie Sanders. He has raised important issues in this campaign uh, that wouldn't have been addressed if he didn't win. Uh, He's galvanized a whole new generation of young Democratic activists. But the reality is he's not going to be the nominee. So at this point, anything uh, he should be beat. If he wants to beat up on someone, beat up on Donald Trump. Uh, And I, I just think 
that is misguided, and I'd hate for a great man like Bernie Sanders to end up with this on his resume, helped elect Donald Trump president. What it is right now is it's showing that, that Hillary elected Donald Trump. He just got it all backwards. So anyway, well, I disagree with you on that. And again, yeah. the polls are very simple. Well, you can disagree, you can disagree but I mean, takes a piece no, of when, when he goes after, wait, 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 no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're going to go by I mean, the polls, if you're going to go according to the polls, there are polls that well, not, wait, 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 we can't have a conversation if you're not going to listen. Yeah. According well, to the, you're, you're bringing that, up, so you're, you're you are bringing up, darling, you called me, my show, my name on it. Question. Sure. The, question. There are polls that show Donald Trump beating both Hillary and Bernie. Are they from conservative organizations? Certainly. You always have to look at the source of a poll, okay? So let me ask you this. What, what, what when Trump touts those type of polls, and he certainly does whenever he speaks anything that puts him at an advantage? Do you believe those polls? So and, and what I'm saying is you're citing a poll that you like the results of. But it's not just the polls, Leslie. It's the other things. It's like she had the responsibility to work in the H-1B visa program while she was Secretary of State, which brings in a lot of the illegal immigrants into the United States because they're first well, then legal. Well, then don't then vote, then don't vote for visa, her, vote for Donald Trump, because those are going to be your choices. And that's something that she will be looked at in, in the general election. Right. But, but, again, but again, I'm going to tell you, again, I'm going to tell you something. Again, I'm going to tell you something. Whether you like it or not, until you and everyone else out there who, you know, gripes and complains about the system and doesn't do anything to change it, this is a two-party election. Um, me. This you, will be a two-party election for long true. after we're dead because it would take 50 to 100 years to change. This is a two-party system. Bernie Sanders, and I love Senator Sanders. I think he's awesome, and I love a lot of his ideas. The problem is it's a two-party system, and it's a two-party system, and as president has to work with Congress, which currently is a Republican House and Senate. And that's the big thing that I like about Sanders, too, is that he has done that both as a congressman and as a senator. In working yes, with he has. But if you pit if you pit Hillary's so, legislation on a bipartisan like level with Sanders, she wins. I'm sorry, dear. Do your homework. Well, okay. Take it easy. All right. Thank you. Uh, Brad, did you right. want to comment? Yeah. On wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If Bernie Sanders gets along so well with Republicans, then why are almost all of the House and Senate Democrats supporting Hillary? It's not because she's always been a lifelong D. No, it isn't. It's because when she was in the Senate. She had a reputation of building coalitions, working with other senators and members of Congress, uh, to whether whether they were Democrats or Republicans, to advance uh, a an an. A, Democratic agenda, uh, and the reality is Bernie Sanders has been in the Senate for a, much longer than Hillary Clinton was, uh, and he was a lone wolf. Uh, he never worked with other senators. He never worked with other members of Congress. He was out there basically uh, as a lone wolf. And I think the best example of that is uh, Patrick Leahy, who had served as Vermont's second senator with Sanders for you know more than a decade, uh, has endorsed Hillary Clinton. And Pat Leahy knows Sanders better than anybody else. And, 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 and we also have to point is. out, Brad, we also have to point out that although there is no secret card being passed around, 
those in Washington in the House and the Senate who have been elected and reelected and are a part of the system, I think that, I mean, I know that the, the, the Democratic House and Senate members are going to back the candidate they feel can beat the opponent. So they're not looking at polls. They're looking at history and they're looking at data. And polls, these polls are not the data. I'm talking about actual data. And the actual data is how many millions more votes has she gained already than Donald Trump thus far? How, what does the Electoral College look like? What are those states? What are the issues that matter um, to those people? Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on. A lot of the things that Bernie um, cites are lovely, but if, if you are living in South Carolina and you want to know how to bring back a factory from overseas, Bernie does not have a solution for that. Hillary does. Donald says he does. We've yet to hear it. And, and, and those are realities, not to mention just the demographics and composition of our nation and the voter base right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these superdelegates made a judgment a long time ago, and very few of them have defected from Hillary Clinton. And, in fact, a few have defected towards Hillary Clinton. They just think she would be a more effective president advancing Democratic proposals than Bernie Sanders would. Uh, because they know her, they worked with her, uh, and Bernie Sanders has always been out there. He'd rather give a good speech than build coalitions. And, and, and I, wait, I want to add to that, Brad, okay, uh, to, the, to the caller, because I, I can't be reading and talking to you at the same time. Um, Bernie Sanders voted a number of times with Republicans on issues like gun control. So when people say he worked in a bipartisan manner, unfortunately, um, two of the issues he worked with Republicans on hurt Democrats and are court issues to Democrats, one of which is gun control. Um, that's not going to go over well in a state like Connecticut. Um, that could go to a Trump being uh, from New York uh, when you look at issues like gun control. Um, and then he voted against funding the auto industry bailout. Um, and even though he you know, won Michigan, if, if you're looking at an individual who is anti-union right-to-work state and makes every union industry like the auto industry bad like Donald Trump does, you need to have an alternative, and you can't have that in Bernie Sanders when he has voted the same way uh, Donald Trump is speaking. Um, and um, universal health care, that's not what the majority of Democrats want. It's not what the majority of voters want. We've got to remember November is not just about Democrats. And two, um, even though free tuition is nice, it's not even number one through ten on, on minds of voters' mind. And let's admit it, this is a Republican Congress, and even if the Senate becomes Democrat, the House will remain Republican, and neither of those issues will pass. That you can take to the bank, Vegas, if you feel lucky. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Talk Media News up next. He and I will continue uh, this conversation. By the way, according to nonpartisan ranking um, uh, from the Luger Center and Georgetown University McCourt School of Public Policy, Sanders was ranked the least bipartisan senator this past year. 
Here to set your free happy Friday, last hour of the week, last hour of the show today. We hope you'll be joining us. Brad Bannon is in the house, my partner in crime, and we're going to take your calls at 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. We'll incorporate your tweets throughout the hour as well. We want to hear from you. We played some highlights uh, earlier of uh, what some are calling Hillary Clinton's evisceration of Donald Trump yesterday. Uh, but, of course, to be fair... Because, you know, we want to give equal time. Well, not the exact time. He gets over a minute. She gets four. That's kind of fair and balanced for me with Donald Trump. <laughs> let's, uh, let's listen to uh, Donald Trump and his some piece, uh, little piece of his response uh, after Hillary Clinton uh, called him uh, unfit to be president. Remember, Hillary Clinton used to hate Obama. She used to hate him. Bill Clinton hated him. Bill Clinton hated him. He called Bill Clinton a racist. Do you remember that? Bill Clinton hated him. And Hillary Clinton hated Obama. Now it's, yes, sir, Mr. President, sir. Yes, sir. What would you like? What would you like me to say here, sir? The only reason she's behaving like this and the only reason she's been dragged so far left Believe me, is she doesn't want to go to jail over the emails, okay? Believe me, that's the only reason. One simple reason. Because you know what, folks? I used to say, leave it up to the lawyers. I have watched so many lawyers on so many different networks. I have read so much about the emails. Folks, honestly, she's guilty as hell. She's guilty as hell. Okay. So Donald Trump, not a lawyer, reads emails, finds Hillary Clinton to be guilty. And that's why she went to the left because, you know, hey, I might be indicted over emails by the FBI. Politically, I'll move to the left. If people actually sit and listen and dissect what he says, and that's one of the things Hillary Clinton did in her speech yesterday, that, like she said, she'll let the medical experts uh, decide. Brad, do, do you... Was anybody in the audience going, well, wait, wait a minute, that makes no sense. I, I know I'm not the only one. Brad, right? Is that the reason Hillary Clinton moved far to the left? I mean, if he had said Hillary Clinton moved far to the left because she wants to beat Bernie Sanders and wants to get support from, you know, his supporters once she gets the nomination. Yeah, that would be a reason. But not because she knows she's going to get her. Hey, I'll move politically to the left and they won't indict me. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> uh, well, she moved to the left for a simple reason, uh, because she wanted to respond uh, to the Bernie Sanders threat from right. the left. Right. Uh, it's as simple as that. And nothing Trump says makes any sense. Uh, almost anything he says doesn't make any sense. And, and by the way, uh, uh, Reuters News Service just released a national poll uh, that shows Hillary is back up uh, to a 40... You stole my thunder! Go ahead, go ahead. No, go, uh, go, go. Uh, the Reuters poll just released has uh, Hillary up over Trump 46 to 35. That's an 11% double-digit lead, and that's today. Would you say that's because of the bump yesterday? And what would your prediction be between now and November? Roller coaster, or we're going to see it rise? Well, I think, uh, first of all, let me... I think Hillary Clinton is going to be the next president of the United States. Oh, Brad, you make me tingle in places the sun don't shine when you say that, but go ahead. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy campaign. There's going to be up, lots of ups and downs. But in reality, 
you know, Hillary said this yesterday. He rants all the time uh, when he talks about foreign policy, and that is why Donald Trump is not going to be the next commander-in-chief, because people, and the polls show this, when you ask people how Trump would handle foreign policy, most voters think he would be very bad at it. If you ask voters how Hillary would handle foreign policy, most voters think she'd be good at it. And that's why. But, but Brad, aren't there, it, 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 between now and November, God forbid there's any kind of a terrorist attack here of Americans abroad or, you know, one other thing like we've seen in Brussels or Paris, that only helps, in my opinion, Donald Trump, because then people are like, yeah, build that wall, ban those Muslims, and, you know, a carpet bomb Syria, don't let the refugees come in, carpet bomb ISIS. And, and that's, you know, the soundbite mentality of Donald Trump. There really is no plan except to just bomb the crap out of everybody. And obviously that's not um, a, a, an intelligent way uh, the Pentagon and top military brass would say to get things done and work with our international allies uh, to defeat a worldwide enemy such as ISIS. Well, I might want to disagree with you here, Leslie, because foreign policy, national security is Hillary Clinton's wheelhouse. She has a big advantage, and if this becomes a national security election, uh, she is going to beat Trump down uh, pretty handily because very few Americans trust Trump when it comes to handling national security, and they do trust Hillary. So if there is something like that, it's going to help Hillary, not Trump. All right, let's take some calls, shall we? We've heard from Hillary. We've heard the response from Donald Trump. And I want to hear the response from our listeners. Um, so let's uh, do that. And uh, we started out with, is Jeremy in Oregon still with us, Scott? Oh, you did a reset, uh, right? Okay, Jeremy in Oregon is. Line three, listening on TuneIn. Jeremy, thank you for your patience. I know you were on the phone holding last hour. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, no problem, Leslie. Um, so I haven't heard either of you address... Hillary Clinton's deficiencies as a candidate. The speech she gave attacking Donald Trump didn't do anything to help her. Uh, I would say I would say the eleven point lead she has today would disagree with you. Well, you know the polls haven't been accurate in any of the. Well, then can you cite for us how? Can you cite for us what in Donald Trump's specific foreign policy plan and experience? Um, would be preferable to you as a voter over Hillary Clinton? There is nothing. Donald Trump is a moron. He's a con artist. My point is not to support Donald Trump. My point is Hillary, by sinking down to his level, has nothing to win from that. I don't feel she sunk to his level at all. And I'm sorry, I, I, you got a wind going on there, air conditioning or something. But so you got so I can't hear every single word you're saying. But um, you, I don't feel she sunk to his level at all. Donald Trump has talked about or referenced a man's penis size based on you know hand size or foot size. Uh, Donald Trump has insulted um, spouses. Uh, talked about uh, sexual promiscuity. 
uh, talked about enabling, has been demeaning toward women, has insulted an entire religion, Islam, has insulted entire segments of our population, Latinos, Hispanics, specifically Mexican-Americans, um, and the list goes on. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I don't think on her worst day, could get down to the level of a Donald Trump. I think she's far too classy, uh, educated, experienced, and professional for that, and I don't feel she did yesterday. What she did yesterday, what, what she, what she, she did, yet, what she did yesterday, and being that I'm paid to talk for a living, I can tell you, I was once told by a, a very big broadcasting executive that if you can use someone's own words, it's very powerful. And let me tell you something. It's powerful when I argue with my husband. It's powerful when I'm talking to my children. It's powerful when I debate people on television. And it's powerful when you use it in an ad as she did. And it was powerful yesterday when she used it in a speech. She's basically saying this is his solution to ISIS. This is, cannot be done. This is not what a commander-in-chief would do and why. So I don't feel that like she stooped to his level at all. I think she used his own words to bury him, and that's very effective. No, but Leslie, here's the thing. In a normal election, under normal rules, if she was running against John McCain, it would be a good strategy. Against Donald Trump, it's a terrible strategy that doesn't address any of her massive deficiencies as a candidate. No, but you have to understand. It doesn't help her win over independence. But you you seem to understand she was specifically speaking about one issue yesterday, which is foreign policy. I'm sure she'll have more on other issues like immigration. Brad, being that you do Democratic strategy work and have worked with candidates that have run and have won their elections, can you speak to uh, the caller's uh, question and remark with regard to Hillary's choice yesterday and her wording? Well, I watched the whole speech live, and apparently I didn't watch the same speech that your caller watched, uh, because it was a very reasoned rebuttal uh, to all of Donald Trump's rantings on foreign policy. Uh, It was very well-reasoned. It hit the mark, uh, and I think this speech will help Hillary a lot, uh, because like you just said, the best way to beat Donald Trump is to use his own words against him. See, the best, the media, the uh, journalist who's done the best job putting Trump on the spot is Megyn Kelly in uh, in the third, one of the Republican debates, where she just played video of Trump saying one thing and then saying the exact opposite on another occasion, and that's the best way to attack Trump exactly the way Hillary Clinton did. And, and what about Brad? What to the call? What to the caller's point? And I think it was a, a valid point that in a typical election, like if she were running against a McCain, um, then he he would agree with that. But he thinks because it's Donald Trump. And not just Donald Trump, but the way Donald Trump is conducting himself and the way this election cycle has been, um, you know, unraveling, if you will, uh, that that normally would work. But it doesn't in this type of scenario. But you, but you you don't agree. I don't agree, because what's going to get Hillary Clinton elected president eventually is the fact that voters trust her to be commander-in-chief and to handle foreign policy problems, and they don't even come close to thinking that about Donald Trump. And that's what she did yesterday, is illustrated the differences. And that's exactly why I think she's going to beat Trump. 
All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, and I thank you for your call and some uh, good remarks. Always good for good conversation and debate and rebuttal. We'll be back after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. If you're holding Hank tight, coming to you right out of this break. Brad Bannon and I are in the house talking about Hillary's speech yesterday. Brad, let's take some more calls. What do you think? Okay. Um, and uh, let's go next to Paul in New Mexico listening on KTRC. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. On, on line two. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Hello? Okay, Paul's phone uh, left us. Let's go to Mary on line four. Mary, good afternoon. Uh, hi. Uh, I wanted to say, you know, you ought, I, I think whoever is elected, people are going to be disappointed because all of these things that they promise, it has to go through the legislative process. And I think God ought to start emphasizing how important it is on the down ticket. Maybe we have a good chance to uh, get a majority in the Senate again, but probably not the House, and they hold the purse strings. But say if Donald Trump were elected president, how is he, what incentives is he going to offer to get manufacturers to come back here and have to pay higher wages and obey pollution controls and many of the reasons why they left? Uh, and I worked international trade from with the Commerce Department from all angles. Desk officer, biggest part was uh, trade promotion through overseas trade shows. I maybe did about 50 of them, took out a couple of trade delegations. And then I also had to work on NAFTA and WTO GATT, which nobody mentions, but I think which did more harm than NAFTA. But the Chinese are taking advantage of NAFTA by putting um, factories in Mexico and then, you know, come under the NAFTA agreement. How are they going to get people uh, back here? And if Donald Trump raises tariffs by 10 to 15 percent on a product, that's just going to hurt the lower income people because they have to pay more for the product. I, I, th- I think you raise a very good question. And due to time, I'm going to let Brad uh, quickly respond to that. Thank you, uh, Mary. Go ahead, Brad. Okay. Well, Mary's right. Uh, whoever the next president is, is going to have real slow going. Uh, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Democrats, I think the Democrats have a good chance of taking back a majority in the Senate. The problem is, in the Senate to get anything done, you, you, you need more than 51 votes. You need 60 votes to stop a filibuster. And I think the Democrats are going to uh, take control of the Senate, but they'll be well short of the 60-vote mark they need uh, to do business in the Senate. Um, I think the House, very unlikely, it will turn Democrat. I think we'll pick up some seats. Uh, but, you know, the key man in all this is Paul Ryan. Um, if Paul Ryan doesn't want to do something, it's not going to get done. That's just the way our system works. Uh, and so I think, yeah, the next president, whoever it is, is going to have a hard time advancing the legislature or his legislative agenda, except in one area, foreign policy. I think if Hillary Clinton's elected president, she's going to be a foreign policy president because presidents can pretty much do anything they damn well please in the foreign policy area, and Congress doesn't bother them much. But on the other hand, on the domestic agenda, uh, Paul Ryan is going to stop her dead in her tracks. All right, let's go to Miami on line two. Robert's listening on Progressive Voices. Robert, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing today? Good. Um, I wanted to make a quick point about this. And, yes, I'm a Trump supporter. I know you hate that, and we've spoken a couple of times in the past. But um, 
what's going on, this is what I don't like. Um, Trump is always getting blamed for the actions of people. Um, and whenever, for example, when I, I can pick almost any case, but whenever an African-American youth gets shot by a white cop, Obama likes to come out and likes to kind of criticize that indirectly. And then when there's violence and rioting, nobody blames him for encouraging that. I think it's very unfair. I don't um, know. Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain something. I have seen Barack Obama blamed for everything. I even saw a post the other day that, you know, blamed Obama for the actions of Hitler. Uh, sorry. Obama, Barack Obama, our president, has been blamed, as has Hillary Clinton, for nearly every single thing that has happened, even if they weren't born yet. From the right wing, but not all over the place. All the media is attacking Donald Trump on the way people, let, let's say a couple of times when that old man elbowed the black guy. What about all these people outside the rally that are causing, he's not starting that violence. These are, I'm Hispanic, and these are Mexicans who hate this country. Not all of them, but those are absolutely people from La Raza and Mexicans who don't like white people, black people, don't like anyone and want to start trouble. Um, yeah, Mark, you just said I addressed that in Rips. Jump in, Marky Mark. Leslie did actually address that and gave her entire monologue the first hour about how it was disgraceful of those actions. And I think politics aside, you should be able to say when the protesters who did things to Donald Trump supporters yesterday it was wrong, just as the man who uh, assaulted the protester at the Trump rally in North Carolina was wrong. I, I don't I don't think it should be picked and, and chosen. I think that's kind of sad. Yeah, but you also, I think it's wrong, and, and even though you have a First Amendment right to say it, to me, if you're running to be commander-in-chief and president of all people, you don't words like use words like, take this person out. Or I'd like to punch him in the face or, or kick the crap yeah, out of him. Punch him in the sad. face or insult the media who are also exercising their First Amendment right uh, to provide all of us with that information. We'll be back if you're holding, and we'll finish with our caller when we come back and let Bradway in as well. And you, pick up the phone to join us. calls um leslie marshall he's uh brad bannon uh brad uh robert left us did you have anything to you know say further with regard to robert's remarks before the break yes i do um if you light a match you can't complain if you get burned and that's what donald trump has early on probably last year sometime he made a statement a general statement that mexicans were rapists robbers and pimps and God knows what else. He didn't say some Mexicans were robbers, rapists, and pimps. He said Mexicans were. So is it surprising that Mexican-Americans are upset? Uh, I don't think so. And I think uh, Trump has created an environment of racial hostility uh, in this country. Uh, and uh, I don't think Americans are going to stand for it. All right. Let's take some more calls. And by the way, I don't think, um, and I agree with you, but... Look, you're not going to – I think the violence is wrong. But if you stand there fanning the flames of anger, these things will happen, and we see them on both sides. If we're seeing this type of protest when he's speaking, what the hell's going to happen if he wins? We do have to think about that. 
right? We do, just like a city braces themselves when there's a verdict coming in uh, in, a, in a racial case between police officers and, and citizens. Uh, let's go uh, back to the calls, 8886-LESLIE. Paul in New Mexico is back on line three. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for calling us back. Um, we know your phone. I listen to you all the time. You may recognize my voice. I call periodically. Yes, um, I do. And if you bear with me, I understand you and um, Brad are, are Hillary's supporters. And But there's a thing called a primary going on. And it goes to the end. because, And, and forgetting all the polls, if you just look empirically, Hillary Clinton... You know, the Clinton machine has not been able to put away an unknown old senator from Vermont. If that doesn't speak of weakness, I don't know what does. Oh, give me a break, and please. I can just add please. one more. Please. I mean, yeah, I have and a few, be, he, have a few points. She puts him but, away Tuesday. Will you call back? Sure. And listen, I'll vote for him, too, but what, uh, for her right. as well. Right. But I think as supporters, you... And Brad in particular, you know, he reminds me of like Norman Goldman of being so dismissive. I'm not being dismissive. I'm just a realist. You have to understand. It's not that I love everything Hillary stands for or believes in. I'm a Democrat, and I don't believe everything the the Democratic platform is about. But that is the party I more identify with than Republican, just as most people who practice a religion don't believe everything. Ask any Catholic who's not using a condom and is having premarital sex or or doesn't use the rhythm method and uses birth control. The bottom line is the bottom line is there is a reality. Politics and elections are based on numbers. And he, Bernie Sanders, no matter how much you or anyone else, even me, may love him and may want him to be the nominee, it is not going to happen. Now, I'm not supporting him because of that. I support Hillary Clinton, and I've been supporting Hillary Clinton since 2008. And when she did not get the nomination, I supported President Barack Obama. So I understand how all you Bernie supporters feel, because I felt that way back then when Hillary ran against uh, Barack Obama. But um, I always said that I would back him if she did not get the nomination, and I did in both elections. And she will get the nomination Tuesday. Okay, Leslie. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that affirmation. But um, it's some more empirical evidence. You but, know, but wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you something. Has... Let me ask you. I want to ask you something. Why is it okay for you to support Bernie, and Brad and I not to support Hillary? Not at all. Not at all. And and I'm and I'm actually trying to help you honestly because I'm I'm a smart enough voter that I will support Hillary 100 percent when. She's the nominee. That's great for but you. And, and Brad and I have already decided we, were going, we are going to support her because we have looked at the data and the numbers and known all along that she would be the nominee. I understand. Well, if I can, if I can make out a, so, another so, point Some people two. say after can a horse race, I was going to bet on that horse. Or some people put their bet in when you know well, the, bet, the bet's closed. But let's say at the very last minute. And then there are some people who look at everything and say, I'm going to bet on that horse before they get to the racetrack. They're still betting on the same horse. Leslie, I'm, I'm sitting here loud and clear on your program saying I will support Hillary. But I'm asking to put in just some points to help the Hillary supporters not alienate the Bernie supporters. Hillary because supporters it's, aren't going to alienate the Bernie supporters any, any more it. than any You're doing more it than every any, day. No, no, I'm not, dear. I'm not. 
I'm not. I'm, you know what? You give me way too much power. I wish I had that much power, but no, I don't. Brad, want to weigh in? Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk empirical, um, let me give you empirical. If Bernie Sanders wins California by 10 points, he still will be 600 delegates behind Hillary Clinton. But that's not what our caller's talking about. Our caller seems to feel that you and I, Brad, have every single Democrat's ears who supports Bernie Sanders and independent, and that you and I, in our opinions via our First Amendment right, are not encouraging these people to vote for Hillary. Let me explain something. Nothing I or Brad says is going to make somebody vote for or against anybody, darling, and that's a fact. People are going to vote for who they want based on either name recognition, party affiliation, who they like, voting against someone they don't like, or voting for somebody that is going to give them something that they specifically feel will affect them personally, such as uh, more job creation, such as security, such as immigration reform. That's it. Brad and I have nothing to do with it, dear. Thank you. Um, Go ahead. Do I get to say something else? Go ahead. Okay. Um, You know, just, again, empirically is, um, you know, the DNC, and starting with, um, you know, taking away his uh, access to voter files, has just been from day one against Bernie. And the the empirical evidence I want to say, he packs stadiums everywhere he goes. Do you know I've what I hate about one. anybody who's a Democrat or Republican? You know, you didn't even whining. let me finish. Goodbye. You're whining. Goodbye. You're whining. Bye-bye. You're making things bad for Bernie. You're whining. And so is Senator Sanders. Nationally, Hillary Clinton beats Bernie Sanders by 12%. Everybody wants to talk about, but Bernie beats Donald Trump. No. No. You're whining. Again, if you don't, if you, first of all, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. He has said that. He has borrowed the cape of a Democrat to run. He's not a Democrat. He himself said, not only is he an independent and has an I next to his name, and even though he's caucus with Democrats, he's not a Democrat. One. Two. He is a Democratic Socialist. Three. Why would you expect the DNC to fully back a candidate that's not truly nor has ever been a part of their party, nor wants to put forth their platform? Now, I understand Bernie Sanders wants to change the platform, and I think a lot of people may say a lot of nice things to him, quite frankly, and make promises to get him to say a lot of things to get their candidate, Hillary Clinton, in that seat. And by the way, if he caucuses with Democrats and is barring the Democratic cape, it's the least he could do for the party. But if he wanted to change the Democratic, the DNC's involvement, the DNC's um, schedule for debates, he could have, by the way, Bernie Sanders knew the schedule before you or I did. Okay? So after the fact and starting to whine about a system or a process, if you don't like a system, don't run for president in the system that's there and exists. Change it and then run. Brad? Something your caller got wrong. Uh, the DNC did, in fact, shut off um, access to their data files for uh, to, uh, to Sanders for a long, a short time, and they did it because they had determined that the Sanders people had illegally hacked in to the Clinton uh, data file. So essentially, they were punishing 
uh, Bernie Sanders for cheating. Um, and I think anybody has a right to punish someone if they cheat. And quite frankly, it's their database. They have a right to let anybody in or out that they choose. It's their property, the DNC's property, not Hillary Clinton's or Bernie Sanders. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to take more calls. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. And once again, <clears throat> just to be clear, because I have people that go, you're a journalist. You're not supposed to give your opinion. Wrong, idiot. Look it up. I'm a talk show host. And talk show hosts are paid to opine or to analyze. I used to be a journalist, and when I was, I reported the facts. And now I opine based on the information that is presented. That I like to give you in factual form, unlike Donald Trump. We'll be back. Oh, by the way, Brad and I aren't running. Okay. Neither is Bill Clinton. I know that's a big shock to people. Uh, we'll be back. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Brad Bannon. I know. I'm mean. I'm irritable. It's Friday. I need a cocktail. Uh, anyway, uh, Brad, uh, anything you want to say before we get to uh, 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 more calls? I, I mean, Brad, I, are you amazed how much power that guy gave us or thought that we might, you know, have? My thing was I should have said when he said I want to support, you know, I, I, I want to help, you know, Hillary, you know, and it's like then stop supporting Bernie. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and you know, you know, he keeps talking about empirical. Well, the facts are, if you look at the facts and the numbers, uh, there's about a 98 percent chance that Hillary Clinton is going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party, regardless of what happens in California. Um, what what about Brad? What I have said. Um, one of the things, to her credit, Hillary Clinton in 2008, when she had superdelegates, and then when they became Obamas never started whining, moaning, and complaining about the system. The system that allowed him to become the Republican nominee at the time. Um, I mean, excuse me, excuse me, the Democratic nominee at the time. And the, I mean, to, to me, hey, you don't like a system, change it. It's been changed more, on more than one occasion for both Democrats and Republicans. It can be changed again, changed again but you can't come into it because we all know, let's be honest, that Senator Sanders and his supporters would not be whining and filing lawsuits and pointing their finger at the DNC if they were going to be the nominee Tuesday. Well, well yeah, you're absolutely right. And just for the record, uh, soon after the primaries were over in 2008, uh, soon, within a couple of weeks, uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama made a joint campaign appearance in New Hampshire. Uh, and that was even before, way before the convention. Uh, and I'd like to see Bernie Sanders and uh, Hillary Clinton do the same thing. Um, I hope that's the case. If you had to bet, because, you know, I love to put you on the spot and have you predict with your crystal ball there, Brad. What do you think? Uh, well, I think, sadly, uh, this thing is going to drag on uh, all the way to the Democratic convention. Okay, so uh, then after on that floor, are they going to hug? Well, yeah, there'll, there'll be a vote, and Bernie Sanders will lose because he has about 600 less delegates than Hillary Clinton does. What concerns me as a Democrat is that Donald Trump is rising in the polls now because he has been able to mend his senses within the Republican Party. Right. He's already had two months to do that. So, so you agree with me that Bernie Sanders is helping Donald Trump have the, the lead, uh, a leading uh, jump? Although money-wise, Hillary has a huge amount of money, more money than Donald Trump uh, and Bernie Sanders as well, uh, for this election, correct? 
Uh, yeah, she has right now um, $42 million in the bank. And how much does Donald Trump have? I thought it was something like 47000 <laughs> Uh Other than his own money, um, I don't think he has, you know, five cents. Um, and the reality is if he's going to win this thing, he's going to have to spend a billion dollars, which is what Barack Obama spent in uh, 2012. So he's going to have to spend more because we're four years later. Yeah, and he's going to yeah. have to spend more and raise money from Republican donors, and they aren't giving him any money because they don't like him. All right, he let's... can't finance this campaign by himself like he did the primaries. All right, let's take some calls. Michael in the Bronx, line one, and it's Michael's birthday. Happy birthday, Michael, on Monday. Oh, Happy birthday thank on Monday. Thank Happy you birthday, so much. Michael. Thank you, Leslie and Brad. Love you both very much. And I'm with you. Hillary's speech yesterday was, using baseball terms, was a grand slam. And it came at an excellent time because... This race has not just gone political, but it's pretty much gone down personal, and it's all because of Donald Trump. I know about people say politics as usual, but let's face it. As you said, Trump has incited um, hatred. He's incited violence. It's one lie after another. The guy is a flip-flopper. He can never be straight with anybody. He cannot never be transparent. And then it's going to go after Hillary's husband for whatever went on with Monica. And the, the um, candidate is not Bill Clinton. It's Hillary Clinton. All right? And the, thing, and the thing is that he shouldn't even be talking about infidelity when he has three marriages. And no, I know, Michael, friends. I love you, but for, per usual, you're all over the place. Let's stick to the, spe- know, let's stick to the, spe- let's stick to the yeah. speech yesterday. You felt it was a grand slam. Why? Because she, because as I was listening, it's like enough is enough already that she's tired of the lies, she's tired of the personal attacks, and she's like, she's pretty much defending her candidacy as well as pretty much her um, private life and her family as well. I mean, that's what a human being would do. Yeah, but I don't think, yeah, okay. Thank you, Michael, and have a happy birthday Monday. I'm sure we'll be talking to you then as well, and have a lovely weekend uh, leading up to your uh, birthday. Uh, Brad, that's not what the speech was about at all, right? I mean, to me, this wasn't about, I'm defending my marriage and, you know, blah, 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 as Michael no, was saying. No, it was strictly it, it, a policy speech. Right. And the difference between what Hillary Clinton did yesterday and what Donald Trump does all the time is that Donald Trump uh, response to her speech was Hillary's crooked. Um, what Hillary did yesterday was lay out a very reasoned uh, argument about why Donald Trump does not have the temperament um, to be president of the United States. She didn't call him a thug. Uh, she didn't call him crooked. Uh, she didn't call call Trump any names. They just said she, he does not have the temperament to be an effective commander-in-chief. That's the difference. Okay. Uh, let's continue with the calls, and we go to Jake in Eureka, listening on KGOE Radio on Line 3. Uh, Jake, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. I agree that Hillary Clinton's speech yesterday was outstanding. That's what they need to do with Trump. They need to portray him the way Goldwater was portrayed. The guy is not emotionally stable enough to handle having the nuclear codes in his hand. That's how they're going to defeat him, because people don't trust him as a human being. Because he just has, of course, has very thin skin, and he can't handle any sort of criticism. And when you criticize a guy, he falls apart, and they just need to keep going after him for the next five months. That's how they're going to do it, defeat him that way. 
Um, okay, Brad, any comment to that? Well, yeah, I, th- I, I think doing what Hillary Clinton did yesterday will lead her to the White House. Because when push comes to shove in November, I'm convinced Americans are not going to elect um, a guy who's emotionally unstable, and he is, to be commander-in-chief in charge of our armed forces. It's just not going to happen. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Jake. Uh, Thank you for that response, Brad. Let's go to Helen in Ithaca, New York, listening on WNYY on line four. Helen, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. And uh, happy birthday again to Michael there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just wanted to say, well, you know, I don't know if you remember, but I'm a a Bernie supporter, okay? Yes. And um, what we had here in... uh, this is, we had the highest turnout. We had 60% turnout for the primary in New York State. We had the highest turnout of any county in New York State. And Bernie Sanders won over Hillary Clinton 2 to 1. And we're not like, oh, and Trump got like uh, like almost nothing, you know. But um, so we're not like known for a concentration of fools and idiots around here. You well, know, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm a little confused. Um, Hillary Clinton won New York by a sizable margin. How did Bernie Sanders win two to one? Yeah. I'm talking about of all the counties in New York, we had the highest turnout. We had 6% turnout. We've got a well-educated people here who are active. They pay attention to the news and stuff. Well, you also have have overwhelmingly the highest population in the state. No. No, we're rural. This is Ithaca, New York. Oh, you're talking Ithaca. I'm sorry. though you're talking New York City. Oh, I didn't know that. Ithaca, you had the highest turnout there. uh, You had a higher turnout than Manhattan? We had the higher turnout percentage-wise. Oh, percentage per capita. Okay. Yeah, we had 60% turnout, which which means in the primary, which means the people around here pay attention and we care about stuff, you know. And and Hillary Clinton lost 2-1 to over Bernie Sanders. Uh, He got like a... Nine some nine fifty something. This is Ithaca, okay. And she got like fifty five or something. I'm talking about a hundred fifty five. Okay, we have a minute left. So quickly, quickly, point. Oh, okay. So like we pay attention to this stuff, and I'm gonna be for. Uh, there's this thing called uh, superdelegatelist.com, and there's this thing called uh, like Wasserman's Days. I think are gonna be gone pretty soon. DNC's Office of Party Affairs and Delegate Selection. As soon as Tuesday's over with, we're all gonna be on the phone calling superdelegates and trying to get them to vote for Bernie. Okay, <laughs> that but that's not gonna happen. We'll have a good weekend.